Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. This is Megan. And we do apologize for the tardiness of this episode. Yes. Uh, Killian got sick last week. Yes, and had a severe ear infection. Like, it was really bad. Yeah. So, plus and sinuses have just been, like, kicking our arse this yeah. whole... But we do hope you enjoyed the bonus episode that was on Friday. Yes. Yes. So yes. at least you got something. You didn't get nothing. Yeah. It's something better than nothing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is coming out today. So you're listening to it. Um, and we got a good uh, episode we're going to talk about next week's stuff because I'm pretty excited about next week. But um, as of today, the um, what we promised you last week, we're doing this week. So today's episode is all about creepy pastas. Yes. And if you don't know what a creepy pasta is, the actual definition of a creepy pasta is a horror-related legend that have been copied and pasted around the internet. Kind of like a chain mail. Yeah. No. No, chain mail is kind of kind of like a, a cursing. You don't say inside the 20 people, you're going to curse that, that whole stupid thing yeah. that happened back in... Oh, yeah, I remember that. And people are like, what? Chain mail? Yeah, you're glad you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to talk a little bit before we like tiptoe into the episode about why we chose to cover creepypastas. So I feel like even though they're fictional writings, there's a lot of like paranormal legends that stem from these types of legends that have been pasted around the internet um and the thing that got me because this was actually my suggestion to cover this um the reason was when we were researching scariest thing in the woods and i came across missing 411 my sister kind of told me about that um there was a couple in particular um, stories that kept referring to, like, the, basically Missing 411, if you don't know what it is, is, like, strange disappearances and, like, um, moving people, moving kids' locations in national parks. Um, and so, basically, these kids, you know, they would start out with their family, they, the family would turn around and they'd be gone and then they'd be found in either, like, a cave on top of a cliff, like, it didn't explain why that kid was there, like, it the you know barefoot kid can't walk that far like that kind of stuff so one person that survived like a missing 411 um had said that the best way that her kid kind of described what took her or what moved her or what why she left was something that looked very similar to slenderman 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 is not a last name <laughs> It's not Slenderman. John Slenderman. <laughs> Sorry. That's how I say it. I know it's weird. Slenderman. Slenderman. It's not a last name. I don't know. It like comes Goldman. out that way. <laughs> comes out that way. Anyways. Spiderman. <laughs> um, so it kind of made me play with the idea of, you know, even though these things are fictional, um, you know, like how people say, like, careful what you put in the universe because eventually it can, like, almost, like, manifest and, you know. I get a theory about that at the end and of the I, episode. And I know, like, normally they don't only talk about that, like, oh, if you could put, like, positive stuff into the universe, you'll get back positive stuff, like that kind of thing. But this also kind of makes me think of believing. Like, enough p- people believe in that stuff. Could it come true? You know, like, how powerful are our minds that that could happen? All right. You're going to make me say it. I wanted to say it for the end, but I guess we're talking about it now. Yeah. It's called the Psychomantium. Uh-huh. All right. Um, There's actually a movie about that. I forgot what it's called. It had um, Ashley Green in it. 
Yeah. Well, Luis, yeah anyway, um, it's, there was a theory that if enough people believe in that something, or at least say something is haunted, does it become haunted? Mm. And they're and the three kids and the uh, racing college students, is, is, and they're trying to prove that things aren't haunted because because ghosts exist. They're just trying to prove that things are haunted because enough people believe that this yeah. place is haunted. So that's what makes it haunted. So what they did is they used these machines that magnified their thought process by a thousand people per you know per unit, and they all focus on this one object, you know mentally manifesting that this object is haunted and they were successful. But what they didn't realize is that they didn't create a psychomantium through that. They created a psychomantium that basically gave an access way to the spirit world so they can get through to the object. Hmm. So manifesting your mind. And that was a plot of the movie, but yeah, the same thing works in mind. These creepypastas, how they exist and Slenderman being one of them. Um, and the idea that, he was just a story. He's going to be the first one we're going to talk about here in a second. But he was just a story, just an idea, just something someone created in from a video game on the computer game. But it was so so much, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, F- fan fanatics behind it that it became lore, right? Mm-hmm. People created lore behind it. And, and weirdly enough, murders were made in his name. Oh, yeah. That's, um, that's going to be talked about in a little bit. But the idea that, uh, that could be possible, could be psychomantiums is what... It's a dangerous idea because if Centerman is real, that mm-hmm. he became real because enough people believe in him to be real, then other creepypastas and other stories and other things out in the world could become real too mm-hmm. because the human mind can manifest it into reality. Yes. So, forewarning to those who wish something into reality and think it's possible, if enough people behind it could make it real, and yeah, I'm not talking about like like fantasy, like superheroes and stuff like that. Even though there that are people out there yeah. that have some kind of powers to begin with, so not on the level of the you know DC and Marvel, but still on something that's outside normality of humans. Yeah, people that- tell me that my ability seems to be outside of what humans and well, like I just that, re- so. I just read an article about how telekinesis is starting to become like a thing. Like like people are really starting to be able to do that. Ugh, so humankind's evolving. It's like the X Men. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> but no, that that the same theory is that that creepypastas are dangerous in a sense, or can be dangerous if um, enough people believe into it. Like Slenderman, um, made basically could he? What's the word I'm looking for? They probably could make him real if more people believed in his existence. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Or let's say a demon mm-hmm. takes his place. Manifest as Slenderman. Well, the thing is, like with Slenderman, when you look at him, he looks very similar to like kind of like a shadow figure, like yeah. something that could be. Which makes me think. Okay, you know how they say like literally everything has to come from something in a sense. Like you can't just magically grow an idea. Like it has to come from something. It has to like evolve from something. So I'm wondering if this person maybe like saw a shadow figure or thought of a shadow figure and kind of evolved it into like what if he took like a shadow person mixed it with like a giant slash you know what I mean so mm. it came from something and that's what I think you know even though it's fictional in the sense that maybe like the story behind Slenderman isn't real Slenderman. <laughs> I said it again. Sorry. Slenderman. I know Slender. that, that Slender Slenderman. See, and man. If I try to it. do man, it comes out Slenderman. Slenderman. He Slender. slenders people. <laughs> Anyways, so going forward with Slenderman. So, 
Yeah, it's just gonna have. We're just gonna have to com- like commit to that. Because right. anyway, so basically, it started in two thousand and nine, and it was created by Eric Nudson. Um, he also went by Victor Surge on a something awful forum. Now the lore of the video game. Like, I guess the lore, like, this was actually, like, the forum that basically put it through the internet. Yeah, because the video game was, like, a short computer game that you played one level in a, in a park kind of thing, and you're trying to avoid Slenderman coming after you. Yeah, I think that may have been after. After. Like, the lore started and then a video game created. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because yeah. every Slenderman thing that I read didn't really talk about... Um, like, like, one of the first games on, like, YouTube and, and Vine. Yeah, and I remember. That. That people would play and they get scared. Like, ah! oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Um, but basically, the common feature like that he would do, or common thing that he would do, would basically stalk, abduct, and traumatize people. But it was mostly aimed at kids, and that makes sense with the missing four one one. That's what's kind of creepy about it is that like stalk abduct and traumatize kids and kids are normally the ones that are in missing 411 cases so hmm it's something weird hmm. creepy um i don't know if it's photoshopped or put in there afterwards but there's mm-hmm. others could be but this can't be mm-hmm. um there was an episode of gravity falls mm-hmm. where they're in the woods and it's the I've seen it, the footage of it. I guess the show's going on. I'll say Gravity Falls. It's a cartoon. Okay. On Cartoon Network. Anyway. Uh, it's, it's essentially for kids, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of like um, Amazing Gumball type of shows, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they're in the forest. They're talking to the, the adult guy, the grandpa. I, I really don't watch the show, but I just, I just saw the episode for what it is. And someone's showing that there's a Slenderman in the background, in the woods. Someone cartoonist drew him into the woods. Or he appeared there. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Are you going to download from somebody? Yeah, I don't know what this is. <laughs> Since I started looking up... Uh, because there was like a warning, which this has... The stuff that I'm seeing, you know, with like the medium abilities has nothing to do with like Slenderman. But I know like when I was reading it, I was like, yikes, because there's an actual like personal encounter thing that I have on here. And the girl, like, got warnings. Like, she read a bunch of, like, forums and stuff about Slenderman. It was kind of like the black-eyed kids, like, the more you research and look, which makes sense of the whole belief thing. Like, the more you believe in it, the more it becomes reality. Anyways. Oh, before we go on that. Yeah. And there's also Disney movies. I think Frozen was one of them. actually have them in the background, too. That is creepy. Yeah. And that's why, like, you got to be really careful with kids because they got some crazy stuff like i remember remember the whole momo thing oh get out of here i did not like that (laughs) i was not a fan i did not even um but this is the creepy thing so back in 2014 which funny enough i don't i mean i remember the whole thing with slenderman and i actually even think there was a law and order episode that was similar to this was based Um, on it yeah Yeah. um because a lot of the law and order episodes kind of like take some real life cases yeah, yeah yeah but um Basically, back in 2014, there was a um, a panic that occurred over the Slenderman after readers of his fiction connected to several violent acts, particularly to a stabbing of a 12-year-old girl in Wisconsin. So basically, what happened with that is that this girl... I don't know I have the actual name, sorry. Um, basically, 
the girl that got stabbed was Peyton Lutner, I think is her name. Um, her two friends, Anicia Wire and Morgan Geyser, lured their best friend Peyton into the woods where they continued to stab the girl 19 times in an effort to become followers of Slenderman. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. I mean, I think I vaguely remember. Um, it was had to be like when we, I think it was literally when we first moved to North Carolina. Um, and if people don't know what Slenderman looks like, he's basically got like no face. It's pale white, no face, no feet, no facial features. Almost like I someone wearing like a white onesie suit, like the color suits, mm-hmm. with, but then wearing like a black nice uh, suit over that. It's like a white uh, white shirt, black tie, black jacket suit thing going over. And extremely tall, right? Mm-hmm. They sh- did they make a movie? Yes. Yeah, they yeah do I forgot well. the name, but yeah, it yeah. didn't do well. Um. But basically, the thing that's crazy is that, like, multiple professionals, you know, that kind of, like, analyze these things and, like, psychologists and stuff like that actually say the thing that's scary about Slenderman is it basically depicts, like, even though it's fictional writing, like, it has a lot of, like, characteristics of a folklore and legend. So, like, it made them question, like, could this thing be real or not? Like, well... If uh, that's well, we'll say that. Let's say that for if if he that's like the psychomantium thing. But what if uh, some ancient creature? Well, let's say this. Here, here's what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let me gather my thoughts. What if an ancient lore creature, right, long mm-hmm. forgotten over time, wanted to be reborn, or someone found it, found the story from like say ancient Norse mythology or something, mm-hmm. right, and they read it, they thought it was a cool idea, and they renamed it and packaged it as something else for scares. But doing so, you awaken the spirit of this by giving it um, power to exist, kind of like Freddy Cougar. The more people think of him, the more he becomes real. Yikes. Right? So what a Slenderman is essentially the same thing. In a sense of more people believe, the stronger he gets, the more he exists. True, which kind of is creepy. You know, funny enough, um, before I knew what creepypastas were, mm-hmm. right, uh, it's still around. I don't think I know how well it's doing. Before we go on to the next one real quick, yeah. I want to talk about this because I thought it was weird. So I always go to the Thought Catalog because they have like some bomb-ass articles. Um, but normally when we have a subject, they always have an article kind of like detailing stuff about it and... If you just like reading about the paranormal, I highly recommend going to them. So, basically, they talked about 13 people's real-life experiences with Slenderman. And I'm not going to tell you the whole 13. I'll probably share maybe another one and the link to the article on our Instagram. But this is one that I thought was kind of creepy. So, here it goes. This is this personal encounter of this person. I was introduced to Slenderman a few months ago when some guy wanted to pull a prank on my friend. He asked for my help, but I didn't follow along and just left. He wanted to scare my friend with a Slenderman costume. I looked up Slenderman and read through the mythos, ignoring the warnings of don't look too much into the legend or he will find you. I continued to marble hornets. I loved the story and everything, but got a bit of an uneasy feeling at night. I thought I might just be psyching myself out at night, but then weird stuff started happening. My parents would say I would wake up, would wake, like, hold on, sorry. 
So my parents would say I would wake up talking to them well before I actually woke up. In fact, four hours before. They would say I would do things that I normally wouldn't do either. Like I would make tea, but I would only fill it halfway full. My parents are honest people, so I believed them, but all of that seemed impossible. A couple of nights after, I felt like I was being watched. Uncharacteristically, I looked out the window and saw a flash of white and black. That night, I had a dream. I drew on a sheet of paper and looked to see what I had drawn. So basically, which there's a link there to her actual drawing, and I'll see if I can share it on Instagram so you guys can see it on, you know. And it basically was like a sketch drawing of Slenderman in like a swirling white and black like swirl. Uh, My reaction time started to get slower along with my memory being shorter each day. I randomly drew an operator symbol and taped it over my door. Since then, nothing happened. The only problem is that being 16, I keep getting a stuffy nose and headache that no medicine seems to fix. Still to this day, I feel like I'm being watched. Sometimes my phone will shut off and my TV goes static and then I start getting the headaches and stuffy nose. So, hmm. Hmm. That was the end of it. Basically, you know, she got a dream. She looked into the whole Slenderman story and started getting, like, dreams and stuff about him. Again, the more you look, the more you believe, that kind of thing. Yeah, I wonder if there's some ancient creature somewhere that had this kind of power. Kind of like a Freddy Cougar kind of thing. Yeah. Glad I think about that. Or maybe it's from the astral plane. Yeah. Ooh, ooh snipe. <laughs> or another reality, and it comes through in dreams. Like Freddy Cougar. Yep. Anyway. Freaky. No, I was saying... Before, um, I, before I knew what creepypastas were, right? Um, before I started becoming a trend, I guess way back in old 2010, um, I would go on a, an app called iFunny, and now it, I, I know. Oh it's my the, god, iFunny! It still exists. It's not it's like it's dead. Old. Well, yeah, but yeah, people basically iFunny. How do just, you know when you're old? I used to listen to iFunny. Or what? I used to not have a phone. All right, iFunny. <laughs> anyway, um. Not that I could afford a phone, it just stated it didn't exist at the time. Um, yeah. And iPhone is basically just a collection of memes people would post, and you just swipe left, swipe, you know, and you get into different memes, right? Um, and you can like your things. Anyway, I'm not explaining the whole app. But uh, occasionally, creepypastas would pop up across there, and I would always like them and follow, or like and follow them. I'd always like copy and uh, save the, the stories because I like reading them. Mm-hmm. And there was three. That I say just because I liked them. And they were so intriguing when I read them. Yeah. Right? And one of them uh, actually makes a list of um, top ten creepypastas, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's called Gateway to the Mind. Mm. Sorry, Gateway of the Mind. Right? Um, Anyway. So, in 1983. Now, is this real or not? Who knows? Mm -hmm. Right? Um, a team of deeply, I guess, uh, pious scientists. I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> uh, I guess um, out-the-box thinking scientists. Yeah. Uh, conducted a radical experiment in an undeclosed facility. These scientists had theorized that a human without access to any senses or ways to perceive uh, stimuli would be uh, able to perceive the presence of God. Wow. So their thought was that if... 
where we can't connect to God is because we're distracted by sight, sound, smell, touch, everything, right? That if we take Whoa. a... But that, if that was true, then I guess Helen Keller would probably get a connection, right? Because she, she could still feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where was I? Anyway, they believe that the five senses could cloud our awareness of eternity, and without them, a human could actually establish contact with God by thought. Uh, an elderly man who claimed that he had nothing left to live for was their test subject uh, to volunteer. To purge him all of the senses, the scientists perform a complex operation in which every sensory nerve connection, uh, every sensory nerve uh, connection to the brain was surgically severed. Although the test subject retained full muscular function, he could not see, hear, taste, smell, or feel. With no possible way to communicate or even even sense the outside world, he was alone with his thoughts. Mm. So basically, you're you're in darkness with your thoughts. You can't feel anything. You can't taste anything. You can't smell anything. You can't hear anything. All your senses are gone. Dang. Right? How do you even know you're alive? That's the bigger question. Dang. Scientists monitored him as he spoke aloud about his state of mind and jumbled slurred sentences that he couldn't even hear. Of course, you can't. if you're talking out loud, you can't hear it. How do you know what you're saying correctly? Yeah. Um, after four days, the man claimed to be hearing hushed, intelligible voices in his head, assuming... It was onset of psychosis. The scientists paid little attention to the man's concerns. Two days later, the man cried that he could hear his dead wife speaking to him. And even more, he could communicate back. The scientists were intrigued, but they were not convinced until he uh, until the subject started naming dead relatives of the scientist involved. Right? So he's making a connection with the dead scientist families. Hmm. Right? He repeated personal information to the scientists that only the dead spouses and the parents would have known. So, yeah, only things that people would know. After a week of conversing with the deceased, through his thoughts, the subject became distressed, saying the voices were overwhelming. In every waking moment, his consciousness was bombarded by hundreds of voices that refused to leave him alone. He frequently threw himself against the wall, trying to elicit a pain response. He begged the scientists for sedatives so he could escape the voices by sleeping. The, the tactic worked for three days until he started having severe night terrors. The subject repeatedly said that he could hear, he could see and hear the deceased in his dreams. So he could not escape them, regardless of where he went. Um, only a day later, the subject became, uh, sorry, began to scream and claw at his non-functional eyes, hoping, that's, uh, hoping to sense something in the physical world. The hysterical subject now said the voices of the dead were deafening and hostile, speaking of hell and the end of the world. At one point, uh, he yelled, no heaven, no forgiveness, for five hours straight. You staring at me funny? <laughs> um... He continually begged to be killed, but the scientists were convinced that he was close to establishing contact with God. After another day, the subject could no longer form coherent senses. Seemingly mad, he started biting off chunks of his uh, flesh from his own arm. Dang. Right. Um, after a few hours, he had to be tied down. The subject halted, uh, halted and struggling and screaming. He stared, blank sorry, he stared blankly at the ceiling as teardrops silently streaked down his face. For two weeks, he did that. The subject uh, had to manually be hydra rehydrated uh, due to the constant crying. Eventually, he turned his head 
and despite his blindness, made made, uh, focused eye contact with a scientist for the first time in the study. He whispered, I have spoken with God, and he has abandoned us, and his vital signs stopped. There was no apparent cause of death. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, um, I read that back. Um, I think I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, I think I read that back before I even met you. Yeah. <laughs> um, whether it's true or not, who knows? But there's theories behind it that I find interesting. What? No, because I don't know. That's so weird. Which I think is a little bit of crap, mainly due to the fact that you have all your senses and you can still talk to them. I think that's almost like what makes certain psychics human. You know what I mean? In a sense that... I'm not human. That's not the way to put it. Like... But if you were blind and psychic, would you be able to see more? Like the babushka lady. Was she psychic and that's why she able to tell the future and shit? I don't think it's that. I think I know one thing that like a lot of people say about like, or I've been told, I don't know a hundred percent, like don't go off the, but I know one thing and that's why like meditating and stuff, you get messages and stuff is because you silence your mind in a sense that, you know, you're cal- you're in a calm state because you know, like every, you know, in everyday life, if you, if you're in the middle of, a, of, of anything trying to get a message and you, and you hear or you feel or something it stops you. It doesn't completely... You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Meditation, it makes a connection. Makes the connection because yeah. you're calm. You're silenced. Nine times out of ten, you're just listening to music. So, ninth, and normally they tell you to close your eyes. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I think I would probably go insane, too, if, like, I just... It was just nonstop because I know like even with me, sometimes I have to tell spirits like, yep, chill out, you know, like just relax. Like not all of you bombard me, you know, Mm -hmm. and I too. And I feel like if the more and more you make connection with spirits, it's almost like it gets around that. Hey, yo, she can talk to us. And it also gets around to bad stuff like, hey, she can talk to us. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. So I feel like there probably was bad things coming in for him and he was hearing the good and the bad. Now, yeah, that one was pretty intense. Uh, wait till this one. Right. <laughs> um, now, this one it has no title, mm-hmm. but essentially it's... It, I just saw it and I was interested because I saw the picture. Mm-hmm. And the picture is essentially a giant concrete circle... Mm-hmm. Hole, mm-hmm. like a drilled into concrete, perfectly drilled, mind you. Hole, like a giant well. Mm-hmm. Imagine like a half a football field length of a well, like big ass fucking hole, right? Mm-hmm. And there's bodies, all dead, all around it. What? Right? And the picture, I was like, what the fuck is this? Anyway, um, I think this is like a, I, I feel like it's a news article the way it's written. Anyway. Mm-hmm. This happened in India, mind you. Mm-hmm. All right. India, India officials uh, ventured into the deep jungle investigating several missing person people reports in a nearby city. What they found was a tower of silence, right? Or a Dhaka, or sorry, uh, Dakhama. 
think I'm saying that right. Uh, and this is even harder to say. Zoroastrians. Zoroastrians. Dang. That's Z O R O, like Zoro. Asterians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Zoroastrians, I guess. Use these sites to dispose of bodies in the open air. Um. So yeah, a tower of silence. It's basically a big ass hole in the ground. Just throw bodies into. Um. While sites like these are not uncommon in certain parts of India, several several uh several things ahead hint at something uh, more unusual by about this one that they found. Uh, one, uh, the picture that yeah, I'm seeing right here, just mm-hmm. imagining like that, uh, is what they're saying. Um, they came across this, and all the bodies are laying outside of the circle instead of in the in the pit, right? And it was big, mind you. Okay, so one, none of the bodies. Uh, depicted. Uh, I can't fucking read out loud. <laughs> None of the bodies in the in the photograph were identified, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, villagers from nearby, though, intentionally surprised at the sheer number of corpses at the Dakama, provided unable or or you know proved unable to recognize the bodies. So people nearby village like I don't know how this. Dang. Um, the corpses also did not match the description of the missing people. So these were all dead people that didn't go missing. Uh, two, there were no animals around except for maggots and flies. Zoroastrians rely on birds and buzzards to dispose of these bodies in belief that they are contributing back to the earth. Uh, officials found the corpses relatively untouched by any sort of animal. So they're just, they're rotting. Um, three, there is no official count of the bodies. In fact, little work was actually accomplished at the site, and perhaps this is why the only photo uh, ever to emerge, the one I'm looking at, mm. right? Um, what was it? Officials avoided the spot, not only because they felt uneasy looking at it, but uh, for the following as well. Uh, the deep pit in the center of the photograph was filled with several feet of festering blood. Far more than the bodies outside could even supply. So this thing goes pretty deep, and it was actually pretty full of like blood. Damn. And the bodies weren't drained of it either. Even if you drained all of them, they wouldn't be able to fill it. So that was just another weird part. Um, the stench was so unbearable that many of the officials began to get nauseous when the, they first approached this Takuma. The expedition was ended when a villager accidentally kicked a small bone into the pit, penetrating the um, the surface of the pool. A massive burst of gas from the, the uh, decomposing blood erupted from the pit, uh, splashing those looking on, into it, along with the photographer. So the photographer who actually took the picture got hit with this, you know, nasty blood. Um, those who caught were caught in the explosion were immediately sent to the hospital. Uh, where they were quarantined for possible infection. They became delirious with fever, shouting about being tainted with the blood of uh, Ariyaman, uh, which essentially is the devil of that, that religion. Dang. Um, despite never even having admitted having any familiarity with the religion. So imagine not knowing anything about religion and then talking about their devil. Oh my gosh. Yeah. In fact, many of them had no idea what Dakma was until they had found it. Um, 
Deliria turned to insanity as many began to attack hospital staff until they were sedated. The fever eventually killed all of them. The fever they caught from that blood. Dang. Okay, when the officials returned to the Dakma uh, in hazmat suit, by the way, uh, the following day, the site was empty. All the bodies had been removed, and astonishing, the pool of blood was emptied and drained. All remained of the incident was the photograph. So, with that being said, that could be fake. Oh, yeah. Because Christy, 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 this Christy pastas. Anyways, so the next one that I have is another popular one. Um, it's one that a lot of people talk about, and it's called the Russian sleep experiment. Now, that's actually you know, the first ever creep boss I ever read. Yeah, yeah. And like the thing with the Russian sleep experiment is, I mean, it could be fake, but at the same time, I feel like. There is, like, stuff similar to this that goes on in the world mm. that's, like, behind closed doors. Um, just because I feel like there's people out there trying to research about, like, sleeping and stuff like that. So, what is the Russian sleep experiment? So, basically, it's a creepypasta which tells the tale of five test subjects being exposed to an experimental sleep-inhibiting stimulant in Soviet-era Russia. No, Soviet-era Scientific expert, yeah. Um, no, we try to keep people awake. Ugh. So, according to Russia Beyond, the story originated from a forum challenging users to create the scariest urban legend. Uh, many different news organizations trace the story's story back to a creepypasta website that is now known as Creepypasta Wiki. It was posted on August 10, 2010 by a username Orange Soda. Um, so basically the story recounts an experiment set in the late 1940s at a secret Soviet test facility and it was an experiment featuring five political prisoners that were kept in a sealed gas chamber with an airborne stimulant continually administering to keep them awake for 30 days so I can only imagine what happens because that led me to kind of look into like, what happens to you when you don't sleep? Because, you know, like, there's, like, a lot of stuff that tells you, like... Like, I remember I took a lot of criminal classes in high school. And I remember they were talking about... We had to do, like, an uh, a thing if, like, basically you're drunk and you're... Or you're on weed or high and stuff like that. Versus, like, if you're sleep-deprived and driving. And sometimes the situations are worse when you're sleep-deprived. So... I forget what the actual... um timeline of an insomniac is like if you're awake for so many days right mm-hmm. well that's what i'm going to break down real quick for you yeah. guys just so you guys kind of like can understand what they would go through if it, this was real so basically when you don't sleep it can weaken your immune sy- system cause thinking issues you can get sick your heart suffers your um cancer risk goes up um it literally can shut down your brain you forget stuff obviously uh, your risk of diabetes increases, you're more accident prone, and your skin suffers. So, here's the crazy thing. Like, I remember reading, and basically, like, after three days, it's like your body forces you to sleep. And I know I've been, because, you know, I'm a mother. I had the newborn stage, and I know I would stay up 
for a while, like a long time. Because I know with me personally, like when I get past a certain stage, like I can't, like I might be tired, but then when I hit a certain number of, of hours that I'm awake, then it's like I get a recharge. But what's the most you ever stayed up straight? 24 hours. The whole day? Mm-hmm. I think I was at 23. That was when I was a teenager. 20, no. Yeah, actually, I had, no, yeah, I remember 22 something hours. Mm-hmm. I was awake. Yeah. So this is And I, by that point, believe me, I fell asleep standing up. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I was a stocking. Because I remember I woke up like 7 o'clock in the morning, helped my dad with a gig that 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 day. And I said the whole gig with him. Then I went to work that night. And then we had like a late truck. And then we had to stay late. And I was there till about 1 or 2 in the afternoon the next day. Dang. So I was literally like on my... Like I, I remember I fell asleep picking up a case off the mm-hmm. ground. And a guy, hey, hey, what are you doing? Like, oh. It's like, geez, man, you fall asleep? Like, yeah. I was like, oh, crap. I didn't even know I did it. Like, yeah. I, it, you, I didn't even think about it. I just... Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Instantly. So... Basically, when you hit that three or four days without sleep, you can have cognitive impairments, irritability, which I'm sure, because I know, like, me, especially when I, like, sleep, wake up, sleep, and it's, like, limited hours, like you do when you have a newborn, um, can cause irritability, delusions, paranoia, and psychosis. So that's just after three or four days. These people were supposedly doing it for 30 days consecutive and it was an airborne stimulant so even though they could probably their body was probably telling them to fall asleep like i know even with me like i've even gotten to a point like when i wasn't getting consistent sleep when it was kind of like up down up down you know when you have a newborn uh like there were some days i cried i'm not gonna lie i was like i just want to go to sleep (laughs) so i mean i would not be the person for this um so literally when you get to that three-day point like I said, your brain literally stops thinking and goes kind of like in survival mode. Like, hey, this person's got to go to sleep. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to talk about next a little bit about what happened. So it says the subjects behaved as usual during the initial days, talking to each other and whispering to the researchers through the one-way glass. Um, though the discussions gradually became darker in subject man- ma- uh, matter. After nine days, one subject began screaming uncontrollably for hours, while the others had no reaction to his outburst. The man screamed for so long that he tore his vocal cords and was rendered mute as a result. When the second one started screaming, the others prevented the researchers from looking inside by pasting torn book pages and their own feces on the porthole windows. A few days later, or a few days passed without the researchers being able to look inside during which the chamber was completely silent. The researchers used the intercom to test if the subjects were still alive and got a short response of a subject expressing compliance. On the 15th day, the researchers decided to turn off the stimulating gas and reopen the chamber. The subjects did not want the gas to turn off for fear they would fall asleep. Upon looking inside, they discovered that the four surviving subjects had performed lethal and severe severe mutilation and disembowelment on themselves during the past days including tearing off flesh and muscles removing multiple abdomen abdominal internal organs and practicing self-cannibalization on themselves as well as cannibalization of the second subject and allowing 10 centimeters of blood and water to accumulate on the floor by jamming pieces of flesh from the second subject into the drain who was found dead on the floor as the chamber was open. 
The subjects finally refused to leave the chamber and begged the scientists to continue administrating the stimulant, murdering one soldier and severely injuring another that attempted to remove them. After eventually being removed from the chamber, all subjects were shown to exhibit extreme strength, unprecedented resistance to drugs and sedatives, and the ability to remain alive despite lethal injections, and a desperate desire to stay awake and to be given the stimulant. It was also found that if any of the subjects fell asleep, they would die. After being somewhat treated for their severe injuries, the surviving three subjects were prepared to return to the gas stage chamber with a stimulant by the orders of the military officials, though against the will of the researchers. With EEG monitors showing short, reoccurring moments of brain death. Dang. Before the chamber was sealed, one of the subjects fell asleep and died, and the only subject that could speak screamed to be immediately sealed in the chamber. The military commander ordered for three other researchers to be closed inside the chamber alongside the two remaining subjects. One researcher immediately drew his gun and killed the commander and the mute subject by shooting both of them in the head, causing the other person to flee the room. With only one surviving subject, a terrified researcher explained that he would not allow himself to be locked in a room with monsters that could no longer be called people. He desperately asked what the subject was, to which the subject smiled and identified himself and the other fallen subjects as an inherent evil inside the human mind that is kept in check by the act of sleeping. Dang. Hmm. After a brief pause, the researcher shot the prisoner in the head and with his dying breath, on the floor, he subject the subject muttered his final words. So nearly free. Dang! I didn't actually read what happened before I did the whole thing on the sleep. Like I mean, I read what happened, but I didn't want to read that part until mm. like live on this thing. Mm. I researched like everything behind it, but like I didn't actually like research what had taken place or what they said had taken place. But and most of the time, people will die before mm-hmm. you. There's only a few things that can kill us, and sleep is one of them. If mm-hmm. you don't get, if you if you stay awake for, I think it's like three, four days, you die. Like your body organs start shutting down and stuff like that because they can't keep going. Yeah, because your mind shuts down part of your body, and your and your mind shuts down a little bit to recuperate. Your body heals itself when it's sleeping, right? Mm-hmm. Lack of movement, lack of stuff. You can you're basically on reserve mode while your body heals everything up throughout the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why you say with the best thing for illnesses is bed rest, because technically you need to sleep because your body needs to heal itself, and it can't heal itself if you're it's functioning all its your entire body at the, at the same time. So it's it basically <laughs> it's, it's kind of like the equivalence uh, to how scientists were able to find a uh, vaccine for COVID so fast, because everything they were working on was put on hold, and they only worked on this kind of mm-hmm. like how when your body sleeps. Right, everything stops, and guys focus on fixing that. You know, yeah, um, kind of the equivalent. Maybe you want an analogy for it, but you're they, we know why we sleep. Mm-hmm. We don't know why we dream. Yeah, right. That's still a mystery amongst amongst scientists. The fact that it's like we know why we sleep. We know why we have to sleep. We don't know why we dream. Right? Mm. How it works. How the imagination even complies, and how it almost creates a movie in your head. Essentially, imagination. And some people say they don't dream. I don't know if that's See, true, like, but... I go in and out, like, some... Like, I know I dream. Like, for me, 
And that's kind of interesting too. Another part of uh, dreaming, oh my gosh, another me. part of dreaming is like psychics will get dreams that have messages. So why do psychics get messages through their dreams? It's only just possibly part of a episode for dreams too. <gasps> oh. Uh, 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 anyway. Um, yeah. I, I would no, say that. No, that's part three. Dingus. Is it part three? Yeah, because we did Nightmares and Dreams, the first one. That was when we had crappy audio. Oh, yeah. And then two, it was sleep paralysis and stuff like that. And then the third one. Oh, Dreams one. part two, yeah. So Dreams part three, I think we can evolve because I know I've had some dreams. Why do we dream? Yeah. Well, I, I know I've had dreams recently that could possibly involve future cases of investigations. Yeah. So I know that as soon as these abilities of mine are waking up in me... um, I'm starting to see things in the sense of mm-hmm. having um, visions of the future. It's not precognition. It's almost like a hint. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like a little piece to the puzzle. And it could be maybe like when you dream like psychic, like psychic people, you know, mediums, maybe like it's there, like, like say throughout the day, their mind's not calm enough to get the message. But when you sleep, the message can come through. I don't know. But, what comes happened to Somniacs after like the second day? Um, yeah, I say Somniacs because people who cannot sleep essentially they have to have that medication for it. Um, you start having um, slippets or snippets, as they call it. You start dreaming while you're awake, hallucinations mm-hmm. and such, right? And your reality starts cracking and breaking because you don't know what's your dream and what's real, mm-hmm. right? Um. I've never experienced it myself, but I know there'll be times when I'm driving and this happens to me when I worked overnight, right? This is my best place for it. Almost it's some form of insomnia, right? Mm-hmm. I'm so fucking tired about going to work, right? And this happened because I was working overnight and being in a band. So I would come home maybe eleven o'clock noon, sleep for four hours, go to band practice, then after band practice, go to work, work all night and come home. Right, and and sometimes I practice an entire week one time, right? A whole week of doing that with four hours of sleep every single day. Dang! I remember driving, and while I was driving, I was looking at the road and, and how like you know the little uh, indication lines that separate each yeah. side of the highway. I was staring at it, and I guess I just I saw it bleed into the back of like a Native American man, and each of those little lines were beads like on a necklace. Dang. Down his back. And I was like, what? <laughs> I basically shook myself up because I was like, and like that. And another time, mm-hmm. well, that's because of hallucinating, but here's something funny. It's funny is that uh, I fell asleep at the wheel only ever once, really, with uh, my brother in the car. And I was driving off the side of the road. And he goes, hey, how are you doing? And I was like, what? Oh, shit. And like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened in my yeah. criminal classes. Like, we had to compare, like, when you're intoxicated or whatever versus sleep deprived. Like what, and nine times out of ten, like sleep deprived, like sleeping while, like driving while sleep deprived is worse than being drunk, being drunk and whatever. I mean, luckily he was onto a dirt, so, and he just woke me up. Like, why would you pay attention when we see you driving out the Vera Road? He was looking at his phone. Um, but yeah, he's like, do you want to drive? No, I'm awake now. You know, (laughs) but, uh, one of the other ones I found, Mm -hmm. uh, it's called a tape. Right, it's very short. Um, yeah, I, I, this is like the ones I say just because they're so neat. But uh, during the summer of 1983, again mm-hmm. that year, like 1983, 
uh, in a quiet town near Minneapolis, Minnesota. A the charred body of a woman was found in the kitchen, standing on. Uh, sorry, it was found in, in her. Blah. Charred body of a woman was found in the kitchen, standing on a tripod and pointing at the oven. Uh, standing on a tripod, pointing at the oven. Oh, a camera was found. Someone didn't write, typed this up correctly. Um, yeah, they found a camera standing on a tripod pointing at the oven. No tape was found inside the camera at the time. Although the scene was originally labeled as a homicide by police, an unmarked VHS, VHS tape, remember those kids, <laughs> was uh, discovered at the bottom of the farm's well. I don't know why they thought they're looking there, but, you know, which apparently had been dried up earlier that year. So that's the case where they were able to see it. You know, maybe they thought the murderer was in there. Yeah. Um... Despite its worn condition, the fact that it's it contained no audio, police were still able to view the uh, the contents of the tape. It depicted a woman uh, recording herself in front of a video, in front of the camera, seemingly using the same camera the police found in the kitchen. Yeah, of course. After positioning the camera to include both her in the kitchen and the stove in the image, the tape was shown her turning on the oven, opening the door. And crawling inside, and then closing the door behind her. Eight minutes of the video, the oven could be seen sh- shaking violently. After which point, a thick black smoke could uh, be seen emanating from it. The camera would continue to point at the oven for about forty-five minutes until the batteries apparently died. Uh, to avoid disturbing the local community, police never released any information about the tape, even though in the fact, or even in the fact that it was found. So they said, "Oh, there was no tape. What are you talking about?" Police weren't able to determine who. Put the tape in the well, right? How did the tape get in the well if it was in the camera? If the woman killed herself, right? Uh, or why the body of the woman on the tape did not in any way resemble the body of the woman found in the oven. Ugh. Right? Think about that for a second. The woman that was found on tape was not the same woman they found in the oven. Ew. But yet they saw the woman go in the oven, and the woman they pulled out of the oven was a different woman. And who the hell put the tape in the well? Just so everybody knows, this is <laughs> these are fictional, <laughs> supposedly. So, yeah. Um. So yeah, when I read that, I was I, remember, I forgot who I told that story to. I, I read that too. I think it was my mom. She's like, "Ecoles, give me nightmares." <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, and that's what I like about creepy pastas is essentially that it's a story that someone wrote that can be posted through Reddit, right? Yeah. Majority of the time they come through Reddit or forums or forums or anything like that, and they get just copy and pasted consistently, and sometimes they get added to. Right? Yeah. It's like a scary story, it's like modern day scary stories that people tell, and they just add to them, change it. Hey, maybe even bring it their own, add a picture or something, right? Just to make it more creepy, just to make it more intense for someone to read. Because everyone, in some form, likes to be scared. They like that adrenaline rush. They like that feeling. Um, That's why I like reading these stories. And sometimes, some of these stories are so popular, they get turned into movies. Like Slenderman. Yikes. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so I think the the ideas of creepypastas and how it works. And I think why we chose it, because it's part of the hidden in the shadows thing. Things that are hidden in the shadows, essentially. And I feel like the internet has more power with like lures and legends than people think like the internet is where you can find a lot i know these are fictional but like you can find a lot of shit imagine if like the internet didn't exist 
I mean, it would just be word of mouth. You know what I mean? And like radio shows and like, well, if the internet didn't exist, podcast wouldn't really exist. But, (laughs) you know, like obviously radio shows would exist. Yeah. So they could tell it that. But two, I feel like this day and age is more accepting of like lores and legends. I feel like you cannot tell people this in the like 1940s or stuff. They'd be like, well, access to information is endless with the internet. I mean, if you want to find out anything about anything, you just look it up, whether it's true or not. That's that's a troublesome part. And like any good scientist, you have to study the material, determine mm-hmm. the actual outcome, compare it to other things, and whether it's true or not. And then if your evidence pr- proves to be true, then yeah, it's right. Yeah. And that goes with anything like this. If you can't find another story like this anywhere, well, it's obviously just a story. Yeah. Right. Um, I guess the internet and the thing how puzzles work is almost like the um, how conspiracy theories get spread. Yeah. Which is idea now for continuation of episode. Um, that we, we did once. Yes. But, uh, I think that's it for today, guys. Um, on to next week's, which I am excited about. What's next week? Paranormal music. Which that's going to be like. Paranormal um, and the music. Yes. Not paranormal music. Yeah. Yeah. Paranormal and music. And it's basically going to go over like. Um, like sometimes how paranormal investigators will go to a building and use music sometimes to attract, like, you know, like if you go to a building where there is a lot of like, I don't know, like 1930s action in that building. Yeah. Like replaying music to kind of relive those and set those people in that time period, that kind of thing. Or how people use music to meditate, like in that aspect or, um, how they use music in horror films that create that sense of feeling of, of dread and all like the certain sounds that create to create that the mood for hauntings and also how music and paranormal have been involved especially in metal which we listen to a lot and how yeah. the themes are consistently used yeah 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 along with punk and psychobilly and rockabilly and that leads me to our bonus episode which i'm extremely enthused about this one is going to be with myself I'm well, not with myself, but I'm going to be the one interviewing, and it's going to be. Um, her name is Erica, and she's a TikToker, but she's predominantly like a metal TikToker. She talks about like metal music and um, rock music in general, but she goes to haunted places and does urban exploration on the side. So to kind of meld those two with this bonus epi- or with this episode this week is going to be pretty cool. So um, our episode will come out Wednesday, and then her episode will come out that Friday. Yeah. And um, of course, like throughout the week, I'll share like tidbits um, from her episode, tidbits from ours. You know, give you guys some preview clips. Um, so her episode is just going to be a continuation on what we talk about with that. So. Yeah. Um. Also, I guess news from our paranormal side. Mm-hmm. Um, because Brandon's got his shit together, but we're still yet to get our shit together <laughs> when it comes to shirts. Yeah. No quarter paranormal has t-shirts now. Yeah. For so sale. if you yeah want to support, and all that money goes back to the team. It's like for equipment and investigating like bigger yeah. places and going to transit Allegheny, seeing asylum and such. Yeah, you're just excited about that one. I'm not excited. It's gonna be a lot of walking. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, so if you want to help support our paranormal investigation team, No Quarter Paranormal, um, yeah, go follow them if you're not. There's a link over there to, like, send you to the um, 
you know, website. Well, yeah, no coral paranormal on Instagram. I believe the same thing on Twitter. Um, also, guys, can you check our social media out at uh, Hidden in the Shadows podcast on Instagram, Hidden in the Shaw Six on Twitter, uh, Hidden in the Podcast Two on TikTok. Um, I think we have a Facebook. Like I said before, I don't care. Oh my gosh, yeah, we do have <laughs> Facebook. Um, I think uh, yeah, No Coral has a paranormal thing too, and uh, I guess and essentially a haunted update. But I think one of the I don't think we have one. Not really. We went to the web, but um, there's actually, if you want to see, like, where we investigated, we don't actually have, like, evidence footage, like, actually going in there and investigating, but kind of, like, looking around, like, the building that we were investigating. Um, if you go on North Quarter, there's some social media posts of um, that place. Yeah, so go follow us on the social media. So, yeah, yeah. We post stuff and things like that, and look forward to pause and, and also sorry our website, uh, hiddenshadowspodcast dot com, where it has mm-hmm. links to everything and where to listen to us. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, also our YouTube. Like if you want to listen to <laughs> to this in YouTube form, or you are listening to this in YouTube form, and you want to continue, this, you know, however yeah. you want to, anyway. Um, yes, check forward to next week. We talk about the paranormal music, and always. Catch your widows in the next one. Yes.